0: and you want to increase your manifestation abilities at the same time, you've come to the right place. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. It has been a while. Allison here, your host of the You podcast. So we've been back from Portugal for about a week now. And I've had so many people DM me being like, how is Portugal? I want to hear about it, all the things. So we took our two-year-old, almost three-year-old to Europe. (laughs) Oh my God. And I was like, I'm just going to do a podcast episode for y'all to update you on our ridiculous adventures and stories and all the crazy things that we experienced while traveling with a small child. Before I get into that, wanted to say we are opening, back up the new Paradigm Mastermind to allow a few new members in for August. So I put a link in the show notes if you would like to apply. You do have to already have a business or have a business that you're getting ready to launch. It can be any type of business, product-based or service-based Whatever. But what we do inside the mastermind is apply all the aspects of human design and energetics to your business in order to grow it and expand it and up level it in a way that feels really, really good for you. It has been amazing so far. We opened this mastermind at the beginning of this summer and we have about 13 of us in there right now. And it has been ridiculously expansive. So if you're not already part of a mastermind, I've been a member in several different masterminds over the past decade, really, honestly. So the deal with a mastermind is you are not ever going to up-level your business if you're not pulling your seat up to tables where other people are also growing their businesses, where you have people to look up to who are a little bit ahead of you, who are breaking the rules in the same way. And, you know, having evidence of people that you are interacting with on a daily basis, which includes me, you get a lot of private coaching from me as a member of the mastermind, as well as access to all of the courses that I put out while you're a member in the mastermind. So it's a very high value. Honestly, a lot of times people charge like $10,000 a month or more to be part of a mastermind. And that is not your investment inside the new paradigm mastermind yet. I will continually be raising my prices. So if you're listening to this a year from now, maybe it does cost $10,000 a month to be part of this group, but for now it's not. It's very affordable and a very lucrative investment because that is when I have done all of my up leveling and quantum leaps in all of the businesses that I've grown was when I put myself at tables of women that were just a little bit ahead of me some a lot ahead of me and really utilized that group to show myself what was possible and to really step into that next level business owner that I've become. So, if you want to apply to be a member inside of the new paradigm mastermind just click the link below and i will consider your application. Okay, back to my stories. And what's funny is that i thought about like sitting and doing an outline to be like, i want to make sure that i'm covering everything inside of this episode and i might have to do another episode for anything that i forgot, but the way that i'm organizing this and going through what all I want to share with y'all is by looking through my pictures. Because I took a lot of pictures. I didn't share all of them. But that helps to jog my memory because it was interesting, man. Okay, so we left Dallas July 3rd. And we went to New York for one night. We were there for a little over 24 hours. So I live in Texas. I'm from Texas, but I'm pretty well-traveled. Like I've traveled a ton. I mean, we went to Japan when I was in first or second grade. Like I've been a ton of places, but I'm always embarrassed to say that I had never been to New York City. And so I always sort of have, have wanted to go. I really want to go during the holidays when it's cold out and go see all the Christmas things and whatever. But it ended up that it made sense with our flights. So we got our flights to Portugal on points. We had collected a ton of points and were able to do that, but it was going out of JFK that made the most sense. So we were like, hey, let's go do New York. So we did one night on the way there and one night on the way back, which looking back, I don't know, man, we thought that maybe it would help Caroline to, you know, have a three hour flight to New York and then have a seven hour flight from New York to Portugal, which it left at 8 PM. So it was like, we did her whole bedtime routine and she slept, which ended up being actually really great. Looking back, I don't know if I would have maybe just rather have had the whole travel day, just be a lot longer with a layover and whatever. But I've also heard horror stories about layovers and JFK I don't know. I've only ever flown, I think, out of Newark and LaGuardia. But anyways, it all ended up working great. And we were able to have some fun time in New York City. We went to Central Park. We went to the zoo. We ate some really yummy food and pizza and all the things. And it was fun. So that was that. And then we went and went to JFK for (laughs) the big flight over to Portugal. And it was clear. That was on 4th of July. Oh my God. Like I just had this like gut feeling that we needed to get to the airport ridiculously early. First of all, it was like an 8 p.m. flight and we had to be checked out of our hotel in New York by like 1 p.m. or so. So I was like, okay, let's come back, rest a little bit, shower, and then let's not go sightsee the rest of the day. Let's just get on straight to the airport, which was smart because we got there and the line to like check your bags and check in for the flight was that took us two hours to get through that. There were so many people that missed their flights because they only got to the airport two hours before their flight and the line was two hours long. So we got there ridiculously early, but it was an international flight and that part took a lot. And then I didn't have to be stressed and it was fine. So it all worked out. It was pretty hilarious, too, because I feel like Caroline had like a growth spurt mentally, psychologically over even that first 24 hours of the trip. She was so much more vocal with us, with strangers. We were at JFK at the airport in line to like board. And I mean, I think she was a little bit delirious because it was getting towards her bedtime and she was pointing out all different people, that person is a man, he has a penis, that person is a woman, she has a vagina. (laughs) Like going up to people, are you a man? Do you have a penis? And then that's a whole other thing with explaining to her transgender stuff, which we're not getting to yet. She's only two. But that was a whole thing. Because there were people there that were transgender. And I was like, please, please, let's wait. Okay. And so, and the whole time we're not big on like iPads. We don't bring iPads to restaurants and all of that. That's a whole other thing, man. We didn't see one child, one single child on a phone or an iPad. There was plenty of them on the plane, which we used, utilized an iPad on the plane. But after that, when we were in Portugal, we didn't see a single child on an iPhone or an iPad. They were just sitting at dinner. Like some were coloring, most of them were just eating their food and chatting with their parents. It was magical, honestly. So we did do the iPad for the plane, so I was just like, "Oh my God, okay, let's put you in front of your iPad. I don't want you like talking at all these people about their genitals and just yelling it and whatever. So that was hilarious. There was a lot of funny little moments like that. Anyways, we got to Portugal and i'm looking through pictures now too just to like sort of go through everything we got to portugal and i usually have major issues with jet lag i'm a total bitch when i don't get enough sleep or have jet lag issues like i can't sleep on a plane very well no matter all of the different things that i do i just can't so i'm proud of myself cuz i didn't put expectations of sleep on myself. I was like, I'll rest. And I rested here and there over the eight hour flight, but I didn't put expectations on myself of like, I'm going to do six hours of sleep. It's just almost impossible. Caroline did sleep. It was great. Perfect. Whatever. We got there, obviously pretty tired. Cam didn't sleep too well on that flight either. So we were both pretty tired. I had already arranged for us to be able to check in early to our Airbnb in Lisbon. So I think we got there at like 8 a.m. or so and we were able to automatically check in, which was great because we went and we were able to take showers and even take in a little nap. I know like usually it's a really smart idea to just sort of push through. But when you're that exhausted and you've been traveling with a toddler and all the things, I was like, okay. So we took like a two hour nap and then got up and explored and it was So beautiful and so fun and so, oh my gosh, just the weather. So being from Texas and living in Texas, currently it's on like, I don't know, are we on day 29 of over 100 degrees? Like my car said 111 degrees yesterday. So it was so nice being able to have nights that got down in the 60s and days that were in the 80s. There was one day we were there where they were having wildfires. And so that one day in Lisbon, it was like 98 degrees just because of the wildfire being so close. It was crazy. But all of the other days, it was so perfect. It was perfect. Anyways, if you guys don't know me very well yet, you might not have heard me talk about this. The intention of this trip was not just a vacation or whatever. We're actually thinking about possibly moving to Portugal or at least spending good chunks of time there, like three months at a time or six months at a time or whatever. And especially once we go to start the process, we're getting our visas and all that. But I really want to be able to have this time, especially while Caroline's super young and just exposing her to a lot of different places and cultures and all of that. So that is the reason that we even went to Portugal in the first place. And it's the reason that we sort of did our trip in a way that a lot of people don't. So we went to Lisbon first for a few days and then we drove up to Porto, which is only like three hours from each other. And then after that, we went back down South to the Algarve to the beach and we didn't do a ton of touristy things Because we knew that we would be coming back and we'd always have time for the touristy things, we a lot more just got a feel for each of the cities. And we did a bunch of little day trips to areas outside of each of the big cities, too, because we knew that if we moved there, we didn't really want to be right smack dab in the middle of a city. We more so would want to be on the outskirts or out in the country more out on the beach or somewhere that's beautiful, either by the ocean or in the mountains or whatever, that' was like one of the main main reasons we have for even checking out Portugal in the first place here in Dallas. Dallas is lovely for many things, especially if you like to shop. I do not, <laughs> but Dallas is pretty landlocked and we have a few different lakes close by, but unless you have a boat and you're you know you live on the lake or whatever you, you don't get to enjoy the water or nature very much in dallas so I mean, literally almost every part of Portugal is so beautiful and is so close to either a river or the ocean or mountains or beach or whatever. It's just amazing. Anyways, so we didn't do a ton of the super touristy things that a lot of people do, but I'm totally okay with that because there's so many things that were on my bucket list to see, and we didn't get to, but I know we're going to be going back. Also, one thing that would have made it a little easier is either, you know, next time we go for an extended period of time, we're going to hire an au pair, or if we were able to have brought somebody close friend or family member with us to sort of help out with Caroline so that we could go then have adult dinners. Europeans are, know how to be present and eat slowly and all of those things. And they usually have like three or four hour dinners and we weren't able to really do that. We I think the max we had was like an hour and a half or two hours and Caroline did pretty well. And I know that as we live over there, you know, and get used to it more and more, she'll be able to sit through those three or four hour dinners and it'll be a vibe and it'll be wonderful. But that was a little bit of a hard part because I, enjoy those kind of dinners when I'm in Europe and we just weren't able to do that this time. Totally okay. One other mistake we made. I don't know what the actual F we were thinking. Honestly, you know, when you do things as a parent and you're like, literally, what was I thinking? We thought we were going to go over there without needing a stroller. (laughs) Like really, what was I thinking? Like, I don't know. We don't use a stroller a ton here. Caroline walks or rides her bike or we care her if we need to, you know, but I don't know what I was thinking. Honestly, I do not know. So we did a day in New York and I was like, I think we're going to need to get a stroller. We didn't get a stroller there. But the first day we were in Lisbon, that was like our first, I don't, not going to see any touristy things going to find the Chico store was a whole thing. And it was also hilarious because I was trying to Yelp things. They don't really do Yelp over there. So you would like Yelp something and then you'd get to the place and it was closed. So Anyways, we finally found a Chico store. We finally got a stroller, made everything way better. I mean, it wasn't easy pushing a stroller up cobblestone and all that, but man, it was a freaking workout and it made it a lot easier than trying to get her to walk fast with us or put her on our shoulders everywhere we went or carry her or whatever. So we got our stroller. That was a lifesaver for sure. And it enabled us to like get on flights first. When we were coming back home, which was huge as well. So we did Lisbon. That was just amazing. We went and saw the Tower of Belém, which was Caroline's first ever time at a beach. We haven't even taken her down to Galveston here in in Texas, to Galveston or Cordae or anything. So she's a little spoiled by beaches because they're just not the same here. (laughs) I mean... I'd love to go down to Florida or take her up to California or wherever, but I love Texas, but our beaches are not the same as a Portugal beach. Anyways. So that was fun letting her play in the sand and build sand castles and all of that kind of stuff. And we saw a few little cities on the outskirt of Lisbon, which were wonderful and beautiful. And man, like the food there is just amazing It's so different. I mean, I know I have a lot of people who listen to this that don't live in America that live other places, but in America, food is not the same. Our food is not real here. Even our organic food, like their food over there tastes so much better. You don't feel as bad after eating pasta. You don't feel as bad after even drinking a Coke because they don't, High fructose corn syrup into their stuff. It's literally nuts. We ate so much, drank so much, had so much sugar and sweets and all of the different things, and we lost weight and felt better and had no feelings of inflammation. It's crazy. I also think that walking everywhere makes a huge difference. Like people walk over there, they walk miles and miles and miles per day, and it's normal. And then I come back here and I'm like, dude, I don't walk enough. And it doesn't help that it's 110 degrees outside, but I'm trying. I've been making myself walk to and from the office and take the dog on several walks a day and all that kind of stuff. And especially as it gets cooler here, I'm going to walk way, way more because it's good for your soul. It's so good for you. Anyways, Lisbon, we went to the timeout market. That was so cool. We're really obsessed with somebody feed Phil with phil rosenthal who was a writer on everybody loves raymond anyways it's on netflix it's a great little show it's like how anthony bourdain's show is it's very family friendly he doesn't cuz it's all like happy high vibe it's so good so we took a lot of his recommendations into consideration. And we went to the Time Out market, which was so cool. They have a lot of different types of food that you can try. And then they have all their fresh produce and their fresh fish and fresh flowers and all that kind of stuff. It was so, so cool. We also went to Sintra, which is a little village outside of Lisbon. And it has two castles, one that like looks like a castle, and then one that is more of a Moorish castle. Caroline was obsessed with that because she thought that Elsa lived there and we got to actually go inside the castle and it was very, I've been to a lot of castles in Europe and this was one of the coolest ones as far as them having all the furniture exactly how they had it because it was the turn of the centuries going into the early 1900s that they lived there. So, And they still had their beds set up and whatever and so Caroline was so fascinated. She was like, is that Elsa's bed and Anna's bed? She's obsessed with Frozen right now. So everything was, that's Elsa's bed. We went to saw Elsa's castle, blah, blah, blah. So Centra was really, really cool, really gorgeous. I can't wait to go back to a lot of these places as well when it's less touristy because like July and August are some of the most intense times for tourism. And so I'm excited to go back when it's a little less busy. I just like space and not, not a billion people being in the same little area that I'm in. So after that, we drove up to Porto. I loved Porto so much. It's a little bit smaller than Lisbon. A little grittier. Architecture's a little bit different, but it's so cool. And we went and spent one day at this little beach town not far from Porto. So it was cool to do that. Played in the sand. Had some of the famous Porto food that's specific to Porto. They have this like amazing sandwich they're known for. Porto was like just super quaint. You could just walk around the little streets there and spend an entire day. And that was the one when I first started on this trip playing around with time. I did an amazing job this trip of not having too many expectations. Usually I'm not like a total control freak over itineraries, but usually I create like this itinerary of like, things I want to see and all of that. And I just totally like let that go for this trip for the first time ever. And it was so nice to not have specific goals or timelines or expectations around literally anything on the trip. And it provided a lot more space for us to make last minute decisions and to follow our authority, our instincts on like what felt right to do that day or that afternoon or whatever. And I just like really love that. But in Porto specifically, I started playing around with being intentional about expanding time. And that was pretty nuts because I don't know, the first day that you get there, you know, you're a little tired and it sort of seems like that's a really long day because you have a whole day to like get through and stay awake before you can go to sleep and sort of start playing catch up with jet lag stuff. But then it started going by really fast. And I was like, no, 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 I don't want this to go by fast. Like I want it to go by slower. So a couple days in, I started playing around with the idea of expanding time and collapsing time when I wanted time to go by faster. And I actually came up with this idea. I've always played around with time, but like I was really specific with it that few days into our Portugal trip. And that is where I came up with the idea for my new course. It's sort of like a little mastermind micro mind called time bending specifically for moms. If you're not a mom, you'll still find a lot of value in this. So reach out to me. Let me know your situation. If you're not a mom, if you're a mom, you will 1000% want to be part of this micro mind. I go over in it these specific practices that I use to slow down time, certain practices that I use to speed up time, practices that I have put in place lately to collapse time. It's crazy. So be on the lookout for that. If we still have spots when this is coming out, there will be a link in the show notes for you to sign up and join us. But that is something that I'm launching now that we're going to go ahead and open and get started at the beginning of August. And then it'll most likely be an evergreen thing that you can take advantage of in the future too. So DM me on Instagram at you do woo if you have any questions about that, but there probably are a few more spots available if you're listening to this at the end of July or early August. getting off that tangent. So Porto was where I really started practicing a lot of those time bending concepts. And it was so cool because starting then we were only there for two weeks, but it really felt like we were there for a month with the amount that we put into the trip like we didn't only learn things about Portugal and about traveling and about traveling with a toddler. We learned things about ourselves, Cam and I, about how we want to work, about the type of daily activities we want to do when we're over there, like how much we want to work each day, just the flow of everyday life, what that would look like for Caroline with going to school and childcare or whatever, and what that would look like with traveling from there. I looked up Airfares from Lisbon and Porto to go to other areas in Europe. And it was like a $120 round trip flight to freaking Switzerland when I looked it up that day. I was like, what? (laughs) This is why we're doing this. Anyways, all the little things that I was implementing during that time I journaled about, which I'm going to share with y'all on the inside of the time bending course. But it was honestly magical to sort of pull ourselves out of the rat race and the schedule and the everyday life that we have in Dallas, put ourselves in a very different place on earth with a different structure, a different way of being, living, eating, all the things, and just sort of like shake you a little bit to be like, okay, life doesn't have to look like this. Just because everybody else is doing X, Y, Z doesn't mean that's how our life has to be. If you know me well, you know I'm all about doing things your way, breaking whatever freaking rules you think you've ever made for yourself or other people have made for you, and just saying, like, F the rules. Like, everybody always told us, they're like, you need to wait till the kid's a little bit older to travel and all of this. Like, if that is how you want to do things and you want to wait till your kid's five or six to travel, fine, that's totally fine. But if you re- truly have the desire to travel, and you don't want to wait any longer because who knows what the world's going to look like when our kids are 5 or 6 or once it's time to travel you don't have to listen to those rules you can create rules for yourself so that was like one of the biggest takeaways i think from this trip was being able to manipulate time figuring out what rules i had maybe previously made for myself what rules cam has made for himself what The rest of our friends and family, and people from our past have done, and what looks good on paper versus what really feels good for your life—all of the different things. If you have not yet listened to my podcast episode, it was the first one I did for 2022. I believe it was January 4th, 2022. It's about the global cycle shift that's happening now. I'm not going to get into that, so just go listen to it because it explains like this whole new way of living, working, being in this world and how things are changing. For anybody who is like, she's crazy. I don't know. It's okay. You don't have to believe me. I'll see you in a few years. And then you'll be like, okay, she knew what she was talking about. But there's definitely a new way of doing life that is currently underway, a way of not hustling working way less than you think that you need to. And, or for us generators, like I love working. That was one of the hardest things about this two week trip was I love working. I used to be a workaholic. I am not a workaholic any longer. And the way that I know that is that I knew that if I didn't do a single thing for my business, all of July, everything would still be fine. And I would be okay and my business would still grow. Like I knew that in the depths of my soul. And I still craved to work a little bit. So I hardly worked at all. I mean, I checked in with people on Box here and there maybe a couple times. I posted to my Instagram. I didn't keep up with DMs that well. I got caught up once I got back. I didn't have expectations of myself to do anything. But I followed my authority. And when I felt lit up to like share something with y'all, I did That's all, honestly, like that's all I did. And when I was creating my mastermind at the beginning of the summer, I really wanted to put some kind of like title on it about breaking the rules. Cause that's like my jam right now is showing people, no matter what type of business they're in, that they can create their own rules, that breaking some rules that they thought were in place or that other people have put in place for them can actually be really magnetic if you're in direct sales or network marketing, you have to join our Break the Rules mastermind. It's like a separate little five-week mini mastermind. I'll put the information below. Anyways, DM me if you have any questions, but this is all about that in regards to direct sales and network marketing. But I love to do this just in any aspect of life, with any business, with any type of responsibility that you have, whether it's parenting or caregiving or whatever, whatever The way that you vacation, the way that you do your daily life, the way that your business looks, the way that your workday looks. For some people, that's a 90 minute workday and then they're done. You do not have to do things the way that you were taught growing up in order to have ridiculous amounts of success. And I know this because I didn't even start out with this intention in July My intention for July was to go on this trip, learn, grow, and have fun. I was like, if I don't do like any business stuff or make any money in July, that's fine. I'll be okay. I'll play catch up when I get back. It's not a big deal. Today's a Monday as I'm recording this. And on Mondays, I have like a money meeting with myself. And so I'll go in and look up how much I've called in, what my expenses have been, What it looks like for the next three to six months from here, all of that kind of stuff. I just look at my money every Monday, if not more than that, but for sure on Monday mornings, that's what I do. I pulled up what we've done in July. We are going to pass five figures for the month. I have never done this in my business at all because the one time that I got close, it was sort of over a two month span. It was like February and March of this year and we were launching the getting rich course. So that was like a whole other thing. So it was divided over two months. Like I did five figures with that and my human design readings and all the other offerings I had, but it was over two months. It was not all within a 30 day month period. So July is going to be my first ever five figure month with this business. And I didn't work for the majority of the month and this past week that I've gotten back has been just a lot of like catch up stuff and not a whole lot of new offerings. Now, we do have the the Rules offering that's out there and the time bending that's out there, but those haven't started yet. But I called in easily and in a fun way, five figures and counting into my business. For the first time. And I really honestly believe that it's because I was having fun. I had expanded my idea of what I could do while on vacation. And what I could attract to me even without working. Quote unquote working. And I up leveled while not focusing on my business. Not stressing about how I was going to play catch up when I got home not creating rules for myself or limits on myself or a cap on myself of what I thought I could do because July was sort of, uh, that's the month we're going on our trip and I'm not going to have as much income as I normally do, right? And I up-leveled and I stepped into that next version of myself that makes five or six figures a month. Like, there's no going back now. Like, it's just honestly nuts, And one of the things that I reframed while over there, literally every day we had some sort of pretty big challenge, whether it be, you know, driving in Portugal, Caroline pooping her pants in the middle of a store, (laughs) and me not having any wipes. Every day there were like three or four pretty big challenges that don't happen on a daily basis. And I very quickly decided that on this trip, any challenges that came up were going to be a way for me to practice stepping into the woman who can hold bigger challenges. Because that's part of expanding yourself as a business owner, as a CEO, as somebody who makes six, seven figures or more in a year, is being able to hold more challenges being able to be emotionally stable while holding hard things, being able to hold hard things for other people and not let it affect your overall vibe. So I started playing around with that as well, which I talk about a ton inside of our mastermind. Reframing the quote unquote hard things that come at you each day into, okay, how can I be better than I was yesterday in handling this situation? If this situation would have happened a week ago, this is how the old Allison would have handled it. And now I have up-leveled and I can look at this in a different way and see that this thing's happening for me in order for me to grow, expand, evolve, be a better coach, make more money, be a better mom, be a better wife, et cetera. That was like so huge. There were also a few things that were, I mean, terrible that happened that I'm not going to go into, but that I quickly reframed, like within 30 minutes of them happening. And then on the other side of each of those, huge miracles would come through. This is something I'm going to go way deeper on in the time bending course. So stay tuned for that because I'm going to get really vulnerable and share some ridiculous stories with y'all about the specifics of what happened and then how I reframed them and how I played around with time and my energetics to then call in really cool miracles that came through. So stay tuned on that inside the time-bending course. I'm trying to think what else I had to share with y'all. Oh my gosh, there's so many things. If you're thinking about going to Portugal anytime soon, DM me, especially if you're bringing kiddos, (laughs) DM me, reach out. I have so many recommendations. I have also a whole list of things that we didn't quite get to yet, but that I've heard are really cool that we're going to plan on doing for our next trip. If you are somebody who is thinking about at some point moving your family and becoming an expat, reach out to me too. I'd love to connect with you, ask you some questions my wheels are just turning in regards to all aspects of making a life for yourself that maybe structurally or geographically looks different than what a lot of people are doing. After going and coming back, I'm just like, yeah, I need to, A, I know that living abroad is just going to be amazing for my business. I think it's going to put good boundaries on my work, Like the coolest thing is, especially when you're over there, I love working in the morning a ton. And so I can get so much stuff done in the morning while everybody here in the U.S. is still sleeping and not be interrupted and then schedule my Zooms or boxer coaching for in the afternoon when my creative brain is chilling a bit more and I can do more like coaching and admin tasks and not content creation. It's like the perfect thing for me. In the way that I work, it's just like the coolest thing. So I love that I went over there without a lot of expectations. And what I found was like everything that I have or need to be the successful podcast host and business owner that I want to be, like that next level Allison, I already have inside of me, but it took getting out of my daily routine and a little bit of like not working for a second to activate that true knowing I can trust myself I can trust that my decisions that I make when I'm lit up and that come from that heck yes sacral sound total body feeling I can trust those and those actions that I take from being so lit up and excited those are going to bring me results And just raise my vibration so that I'm attracting like all of the people and situations and synchronicities that need to come my way and be in my life in order to call in X amount of money or up level to this type of business owner, this type of podcast and coach and all of that. Anyways, so many more stories to tell I might share here and there throughout the next few episodes, but also if you're part of a network marketing company or direct sales, grab one of these last break the rules spots. If you're a mom, grab the time bending course. If they're not at their max cost yet, their max investment yet, they will be soon. Time bending is eventually going to be in the $500 range and break the rules is going to be a two grand investment because that's a super deep dive into your human design and utilizing your chart to promote to the next level in in your network marketing course. So, And then if you're interested in applying for the mastermind, the link is below to do that. I look forward to hearing from y'all. I appreciate your patience with me as we took several weeks off of the podcast, but we're back now. And I'm excited for the next few weeks and all of the fun interviews and topics that we have ready for y'all thank you so very much for tuning in to another episode of you do woo I know that you already have a very full life and that there are literally millions of podcasts that you could be listening to. So I'm super grateful to you for being a loyal listener. And I'm so grateful for you sharing your favorite episodes with friends and family members. That is how we are able to serve more people and raise the collective consciousness and really get the word out on a bunch of these fun spiritual topics that we're talking about. I would love to connect with you. Send me a DM on Instagram at you do woo all one word. I'd love to hear how you loved today's episode and just a little bit about you. I can't wait to connect. Another SoundOff Media Company podcast. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer.